church. <laughs> Welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Welcome to worship. You, fine. Blessings to you, blessings to family. My name is Luis Garcia. I am the new pastor of the congregation. It is a blessing to be here with you this morning. A bit later in worship, I will give you a brief account of my ministry. Not my life yet, but my ministry. But for now, I would like to remind you of one thing. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. And what? And be glad in it. Amen. As we come to worship and, and as we get to know each other, I, I always like to welcome you and remind you that this is the place that we call church. And church, that is the communion of the saints. We are the saints. Amen. The family of God, part of the family of God that meets here at 11 a.m., To worship God, amen, to learn about God, and to, and, to, and to send out into the world and do something about our faith. And, and so Sunday worship is about God, about God's teaching, God's mission, and we are privileged and blessed to have fellowship after worship, amen. And so for now, and as I said, worship is about God. This is the time that we come together and we praise the Lord. So I'll invite the cars to this uh, praise time. It's to you, blessings to all, blessings to you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord one more time? If you're able, come on and stand to your feet, and we want to send up some praise this morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. How many know that his mercies endure forever, ever and ever and ever? Come on and let's give him some praise this morning. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For he is good. For he is good. Unto the Lord, for He is good, for He 
feel like somebody has a praise in their spirit. Oh, give praise unto the Lord, for he is good, for he is good. Every day brand new mercies, oh, give praise, praise unto the Lord, for he is good, for he for is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good, for he is good, for he this morning. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to enter in your house and worship you. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you that this is the day that you have made yes. and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for being here with us, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for our new pastor. We thank you for the new things that you're going to do here as he leads us in your direction, Father, by your spirit. And Father, we just thank you for this worship service. Thank you for every family represented here, Father. And we just ask you to bless each and every one watching online. Bless this service today, Father, and let your holy presence be here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we love on the Lord this morning, we just want to think of his goodness. If it had not been for God on my side, tell me where would I be? Lord, you are good. You've been so good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life because you've been so good. Lord, you are good, you've been so good, Lord, you are good, you've been better than good, I can't praise you enough, I owe you my life, I can't praise you enough, even if I tried, cause you've been so good you've been so good you've been so good to me lord you are good lord you so good you've been so good lord you're good lord you are you've been better you've been better than good i can't praise you enough i owe you 
even if I tried, cause you've been so good. Oh, yes. You've been, come on and think about what he's done for you. So good. Oh, you've been, you've been so good to me. Let's sing that again. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been Oh, yes, you have. So good. You woke us up this morning. You've been clothed us in our right mind. So good. Supplied all of our needs. You've been there. So good to me. doors you've opened so many ways you made so many times you've healed me you've been better than good to me so many doors so many ways so many times you healed me lord you've been better than god you've been better than good so many doors you've opened so many ways you've made so many Better than, come on, say you've been better than good. You've been better than so much better than good. Better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been, you've been, oh bless you, Lord, so good. Oh Lord, you've been, hallelujah, so good. Our saving God, you've been. So good to me. Come on and give God a good praise this morning. All the times that he's healed you, all of those doors that he's opened, all of those ways that he's made, come on and give God a good praise this morning. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. Have your way. God is good. And all the time, God is. I promise to give you a brief bio of my ministry, I would say, or ministry. So I, will, I would like to introduce my wife, Janet, California. California native, um, um, raised in San Diego. San Carlos United Methodist Church in San Diego, and and you will hear the story of Christ in one of those sermons. All right, but in case you didn't receive uh, the introductory email, or in case you have not read it, it happened. 
Uh, here a brief bio of uh, my ministry or ministry. I started um, to be a follower of Christ at age 16, one six, 16, and I started to work in a church ministry in Mexico for the Methodist Church in Mexico at age 22, right after college. At age 30, at age 30, uh, together with uh, Janet and with two very young children, that young, we went to serve in the country of Chile in the driest place on earth, the Atacama Desert. You'll hear stories about that later. And uh, we served there for 10 years. Since 2003, I have been a pastor in the California Pacific Conference in the south, mainly in the south district in San Diego, and became an elder in 2018. And now I'm appointed by the bishop to this congregation. So I begin this appointment with humbleness and excitement for what God has stored for us here at Pacoima. Amen. God has been good to our family and ministry. We have three adult children, uh, Luis Jr. I'll tell you the story about that later. Yeah. Uh, Diego and Mari Carmen, uh, and I finish this by letting you know that there is a group of people here in the country, also in other countries, that are praying for you as a congregation, and they are praying for our ministry together. Prayer. Prayer, prayer. After worship, the leadership team has prepared a reception. Thank you very much. And there will be time to get to know each other, of course, today, during the week, during this month. Amen. So at this time, um, we will have our Bible reading that today comes from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. And verses 26 and 27. And uh, of course, you have your Bibles, you have your, your phones there, and you will have it on the screen. Um, and also, uh, just um, uh, handy uh, the gospel reading from Matthew 28, Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Uh, we will read uh, Genesis, the, the, the scripture in Genesis at this moment, and then we'll go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over all the creeping things that creep the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Would you pray with me? 
Father God, as we come to this time of preaching and teaching, may your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls. May your Holy Spirit bring love to our hearts and the strength to put into action what we hear today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. And amen. Usually when I about to, to preach and there's a phone call, I wonder is that telling me something? Hope not. Hope not. A new beginning. Every new change, every new transition, every new beginning is a new opportunity to create something new, to create something good, something beautiful. Let there be light, and there was light. This is one of the most famous verses in the Bible. And with this simple but profound affirmation of faith, From God, he started creation. Out of a chaos, he started creation. Creation as he intended. After six days, everything good and beautiful in order. Everything ready to be in and to be harmony. Now, throughout the scriptures, uh, this way of thinking from God, this desire to create new and beautiful things is repeated in different times, in different situations, uh, with different people. But it seems to be a constant reality that God, our God, is a creative. Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that light good. As somebody wrote, Genesis 1 is the description of the messy, chaotic disorder of pre-creation darkness into which God speaks light, life, order, and hope. Creation in Genesis 1 is the account of the original intent. Every new change, every new transition, every new beginning is a new opportunity to create something new, something good, something beautiful. So Genesis 1 is a testament that for God and in God, even in the most difficult situations, In every change or transition, in any new beginning, we can have creative freedom. We can even start all over again. Amen. And you know, there are several things that we can learn from this story. A lot of things we can learn from this story. And so here it comes from the new pastor who is... A preacher, preacher 
pastor. Make a note of that. So one of the many things that we can learn from this story is that in any new creation, in any new beginning, there are some elements that played an important role. Two of those, time and order. Time and order. If we look closely, we will see that there's, in this story there are six Days, and then God rested on the seventh day, the Sabbath. You know that. Now, there is actually a theological debate about if these were six actual days as we know them, 24 hours. Or perhaps what are called days is in order for us humans to understand that there was a period of time in each step of creation and actually six years. What we do know is that our God is almighty. Amen. We have an almighty God who is all powerful. And yet we know that God respects nature and nature's processes. Because after all, God establishes them. Amen. So most importantly, we know that God's time, and this is very important to us, God's time is different from our time. Because God is eternal. God is eternal. The Bible said one second for God is as 8,000 years. So if you are praying for a sport car, and if God says, wait a second, and so six days or 6,000 days, the writer of Genesis 1 reflects in this chapter that time played a role in order to start this new. Amen. And then also it reflects that God works in order. First day, second day. At the end, we see the result of a creation that is perfect, that is peaceful, that is harmonic, that is sustainable. So time and order are important factors in any new beginning during this one. Amen. And then on, on top of that, if we look closely at this story, we can see that at the climax of the original creation, God creates man and woman in his own image. Very important. Very important. God makes people his special creation in the image of God. God gives them a very special status. But something important to consider is that as a commentary on this passage underlines, and I quote, I quote, Furthermore, note that Adam and Eve are not associated with any tribe or race. They are not called Hebrews, for example. They don't belong to any specific race or ethnicity. End of quote. They are God's special creation, as you and I are God's. Special nation. 
Can you say, I am God's special creation? Tell the person beside you, you are God's special creation. And husband, if your wife is close to you, take this chance, all right? All right okay. Adam and Eve, God's special creation. Didn't have any specific race or tribe, and that implies that all people created, all races and socioeconomic levels have this special status and value that God gives to you and to me. Special creation. We are created in the image of God. You can say amen to that. And so until this point, the story of creation is sailing in peaceful and calm waters. I'm referring to the waters. And so, until this point, the story of creation is sailing good. And you know, sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I start to wonder and start thinking, what if? What if? Have you thought about how things would have been if the Bible ended in chapter 2? I mean, what if Adam and Eve had not sinned? Have you thought of that? Well, I think, first of all, we would have a very short Bible. Yeah. Easier to memorize, so very helpful at my age. But if Adam and Eve had not sinned, that would have meant that the world today would be as God created it. A world in order, in harmony, a world in peace, with equality. No sin, no debt, no free waste, no hate, no mass shootings, no war, hunger, no borders. Wouldn't that be great? A perfect world as God intended. Can you imagine how differently we would treat each other? Knowing that, being conscious that everybody here has been created in the image of God. We tend to forget. Well, in fact, we were created in the image of God we should treat each other very differently. Although you know well, uh, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You know very well that uh, humanity, uh, that in our society, we often don't treat each other as someone who, has, uh, who was created in the image of God. We have seen over and over again a certain kind of attitude. Treating others as if they don't belong. We have witnessed uh, so many mass shootings. The, the hatred on those shootings because of race, because of religion, because of ethnicity. That young person who massacred people in El Paso, he received 90 consecutive Life sentences, what a waste of a young life. 
so terribly distorted by hate. The legal defender of this young man claimed that his client wanted to defend and prevent the invasion of all those races into the United States. That is a sad statement. That is a shameful defense. But that was the root of the act of violence of that young man. Events like, like this are too sad, are too bad, are too often happening especially when it compared to God's intention in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, when God created man and woman in his own image. We all come from the same source, a divine and diverse source. As humans, we have moved far away from this original intent, and all of us are paying the consequences of sin and death. How different would have been if the Bible ended in chapter 2, but it didn't happen. Everything was in order until we reached Genesis chapter 3 and the fall of humanity. Humanity started to forget that we all have a common origin. The Bible describes uh, how we became imprisoned as humanity in our own and death. Creation is being destroyed. We humans have gone from stewards takers of creation and to avid consumers and destroyers of creation, and that is still continuing. God have mercy on us. That perfect companion, the husband and wife relationship, God disturbed, and that still continues to happen in so many families, society. God have mercy. But especially and most important, our direct connection with our Creator was disconnected. It became blocked by sin. And that is still. So Genesis 3 is a new chaos who was formed because of sin. A chaos that affects nature and affect God's special creation. That's you and me. As somebody wrote that life is a messy, chaotic disorder. Many bad things happen any given. A person is fired from his or her job. An accident happens. A disease takes hold of a body, a child disappears. So many bad things happen. And although this can be part of the cycle of life for anyone, there is hope. There is hope. For us believers, there is a premise. For us believers, there is a truth. There is a fact that can and should affect any, not all, those bad 
decisions in life. And that premise is that God in Jesus, God in Jesus has restarted a new creative process in everyone who believes. Amen. God has restarted a new creative process in order to reconnect that lost link between God's special creation, that's you and me, and himself. God has done it in Jesus, and you can say amen to that. Or you can say thank you, Jesus, because that is Now, God announced it, uh, that um, a long time before Jesus came, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Remember that verse? Isaiah 9, verse 2. For those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has shined upon them. Again, God is talking about light. Light that is coming. Light is being announced, a new light, and light again came to be. Light. But at this time, is the light of Jesus. As John in his gospel wrote, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming world. And John says, we saw that light. We saw that glory. And so God's redemptive creation again came to be with the light of Jesus. And so as people, as, as the first Christians, we're trying to understand what, what is going on with this light? What is going on with this? What, what is going on with this new pact, as, as, as Jesus put it? We're going to have communion. We're going to remember that. Paul, the Apostle Paul, put it as he was explaining it to his disciples, said this, Second uh, uh, Timothy 5, 17, So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. A new creation, a different creation, but, but a new creation now in Christ. Everything all has passed away, see? Everything has become in Christ, new in Christ. Everything has passed away. Note that Paul is not saying that the old creation didn't exist. He's not saying that it didn't happen. But Paul is emphasizing that in Christ, in Jesus, God is beginning something new. God in Jesus is creating something new. And that, brothers and sisters, that brings hope to my heart. And I pray it does the same for you. God has shown this over and over again in many people that has been transformed by his creative freedom. So despite those life cycles, bad things that affect our lives, that scene that, as Paul put it 
is always in front of us. Despite tragedies and situations, we can be free in the spirit as we can continue become a new creation. We can continue to become new creation in Christ. And I say continue because at least for me, I'm still a work in progress. How about you? Thank you, Jesus. In Christ, in the Spirit, we are a new creation. Also, something else in this new creation deal. And that is, now that we are a new creation, we have this chance to tell others what happened to us. We have the chance to witness to the world that it is possible to reestablish that broken relationship between you and I and God. Matthew chapter 28, 20, you can have it there in your Bible. You have it there on your screens. Jesus is with the 11. He is ready to ascend into heaven, Right? And he gives the go, go, go to make disciples of all. We know this passage as the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, teach them to obey, and so on. Jesus gives this commission, this order, this command to his disciples and to every single disciple after them, including you and I, to go and to tell all nations that it is possible to reestablish that broken relationship with God. This is the way God in Jesus was restarting, restarting this new creation, this new And, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't think the disciples have many options. But still, the verse, verse 17, Matthew chapter 28, it says that, that yes, they were worshiping Jesus, but some of them still had doubts. There's a version, actually, that says that all of them, <laughs> I believe, After three years with Jesus, after 40 days with Jesus, risen Jesus, they still had doubts. They were humans. They were not convinced of what was happening. I'm sure Jesus knew that. And yet, says, go and make disciples of all men. As in any change, as in any transition, any change of jobs, and uh, 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 any new beginning, there are things that, that, that we start to miss. 
And today, as, as we at Pacoima first start a new beginning for this congregation, I know that in this transition, there must be all kinds of mixed feelings. Can I have an amen on that? In any change, any transition, any new beginning, there are things that we start to miss. There are things that we may even grieve for. It is natural. It is human. It is very church-like. But you know what? You're not alone. Many congregations, either last Sunday or today, are starting to, in the middle, are starting to experience new pastoral, pastoral leadership. But at the same time, there are new opportunities on the horizon to Pacoima first, as well as for any congregation, new pastoral leadership. So we pray for all of them. We pray for all their doubts, for all their fears. And for our own. Amen. Yes, there are things that will be different. One of those is the accent. I have a story about that, but that, that's, that's for another sermon. That's for another sermon. But you will feel that, that worship is different, starting with the length of my sermon. But the length of my sermon message. And it cannot be any other way. Uh, Dr. Waters is a unique and very special person, right? But let me tell you one thing. Among several that Dr. Waters and I have in common is that is that we both are sure that what that that what we just read in Matthew 28, 16, 20, go and make disciples, we both believe that is something that needs to become a reality at Pacoima First United Methodist Church. And I have heard some of her sermons, and I know that and not only this one, but all the churches in the world. Go into the world and make disciples. Let me assure you before I go on. Regardless of the plans, the projects, the vision, the meetings, the new beginnings, you will have a pastor that you can call on. A pastor that you can talk to. A pastor that will visit you if you allow it. A pastor that will pray for you every single day, either you want it or not. But parallel to that, I do believe that God is calling us, Pacoima first, to listen to Matthew 28, 16 to 20. This is the time. This is the challenge. 
go and make a disciple. When Jesus said, go and make disciples, disciples didn't have an option. Do we? Do we? Last February, we pastors in the conference received an email from our bishop, Dori Escobedo Frank. And let me read this short part of that email for you. And this is from the North District, uh, Pacoima First United Methodist Church. That's us here. This is sorry. Pacoima is a full-time lead pastor appointment. The church is located in the San Fernando Valley. The church community is focused on excellence in worship. I can see that. And outreach, I can see that. It has a thriving online ministry. I can see Where am I? Currently, the church is hosting um, Discovery Charter Preparatory, a K-12 school, Pacoima First, is traditionally a black church transitioning into a multicultural congregation. I see the need of that. The church is seeking for a bilingual Spanish and English pastor to help with reaching their community. Membership is 131. I want to talk about that later. With average attendance, 22,000. I have it in my phone. I will have it on. But let me tell you one thing. This announcement, was historic. In the 30 years that I have been connected with the United Methodist Congregation, not only in this conference, but in the whole country, I have not heard a congregation that moves so openly and decisively to that direction, especially when it involves, when it involves reaching out to a different ethnic group. That, that is why I'm saying uh, the invitation of Pacoima First is historic. It is courageous. Because you have chosen to follow Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Go and make disciples to all nations. To all nations. There might be doubts. Especially new beginnings can be difficult. It is not easy. It is not quick. But it won't be created out of nothing. Because Pacoima first has a rich history. We have presence in the community. We have people of faith who have responded to the commission of God make disciples. Amen. We as Pacoima first at this time under present conditions, we can say yes. This is not only new time, new beginning, but also a new season.
And remember, we are not alone. Last verse of the book of Matthew is one of those that you need to highlight it. In. One of those that you can put a sticker on. Jesus says, I will be you until the end of the I will be with you during all this doubt, during all those during all those troubles, I will be you, Seiji. So, so we as Pacoima first at this time under its presence conditions, we can say yes. Yes, Lord. We will go. We will go because you say so. We will cast the nets yet again. We will cast the nets In your name. Because in Jesus' name we can create a new beginning. In Jesus' name we can start a new season. It's a new season coming to me. It's a new season. It's a new day, a fresh anointing is coming my way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season. And it's coming to me Oh, it's a new season It's a new day A fresh anointing Coming, it's coming my way It's a season of power And prosperity it's a new season it's a new season oh it's a new season and it's coming to me so brothers and sisters as we say yes to the Lord there might be doubts but the Holy Spirit will clarify the vision the Holy Spirit will confirm in our hearts the call the Holy Spirit will bring peace and let us know that in the end we are fulfilling the will we are participating in a new season Would you pray with me? Creator and creative God, we thank you for this word of encouragement and challenge. God who loves us and calls us 
We confess that, that we are not always open to receiving your call on our life. We make excuses. We choose not to listen. We believe that others would or should do the work. Forgive us for all the times we say no or say nothing at all to your call. But you are the good God, the God of creation. And you have brought us salvation through your son. There is no way we can pay for that gift, but there is a way that we can share that with others. And so help us, God. Help us uh, to be courageous and to live in the freedom of the Spirit, to be participants of your mission and to renew, to reestablish that personal relationship with you. Guide us, help us, give us the strength, the wisdom, the love to invite others to this way that leads to salvation in Jesus. In whose name we pray with thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen. We will have a communion in a moment, but for that, at this point, in worship, we will receive uh, the Sunday offerings. We will receive the Sunday offerings. This is the time when we return a portion of what God has given us. This is a privilege to be able to participate in this great work of God through this congregation And for you worshiping online, I don't forget you. I mean, I'm still thinking about you. And you will see on your screen, you saw it at the beginning of, of, of this uh, uh, worship. You saw on your screen the ways you can send tithes. Did I say tithe? Yeah. Your offerings. Did I say offerings? Yes, yes offerings. And contributions. And so remember, God loves cheerful. Amen. Let's receive the offering. As we come uh, to this moment when we celebrate Holy Communion, uh, 
we are reminded that God loves us 100%. Because God loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And that is what we remember. That is what we are grateful So, So the invitation uh, to the table is Christ, you come to remember and be You have your communion set. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. That's when you say, Amen, Jesus, waiting for you. Let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world body of Christ redeemed by his by your spirit make us one with Christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in your holy church all honor and glory is yours almighty God now and forever amen and amen. Fiction that we are the children of God. Let us pray Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, glory forever. Amen. So as we take uh, communion together, you are also invited after communion, after the worship, come and pray if you you have a need of prayer. We'll afar. I know there's still protocols uh, going on in the congregation. So uh, this is uh, the body of Christ broken.
and we take the cup of salvation. Dear God, we pray that what we just celebrated here can be the mark of our life during this week. Living with a heart loves and lives for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And your children say together, Almost done here. For um, last words and the benediction, I just want to share with you that this is a special day, not only because it's um, our first Sunday, Janet and I here in Pacoima first, but also because 35 years ago, about this time, say our I do. San Carlos United Methodist Church in San Diego so it's our 35th anniversary so I want to be thank God for that wife children family uh, when we talk about family I talk about all my family in Mexico in United States many places so thank God Yes, Lord, we will go. We will go because you say so. We will cast the nets yet again. We will cast the nets your name. So sisters and brothers of Pacoima first, in Jesus' name, we will create a new beginning. In Jesus' name, we will start a new season. Please stand as you are able to receive the benediction. And may the peace of God, the love of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. Be with you, with your family this week and forever. Amen. And let the people of God say,